Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. How often do you feel your internal gas tank is running low? Or worse, it's empty. When was the last time you can honestly say you were excited or that you felt energized and alive to go to work? It JG. De- it depends <laughs> on the day. There are some days I wake up and I'm totally engaged, ready to go, motivated, inspired, energized. Mm. And there are other days where I'm not. Well, do you know? So so you so have So I think it's about 80% of the workforce is disengaged. Is totally. that the statistic? Uh yep, it's about 80%. And right. you know that feeling of being stuck. You know, you're miserable, you aren't completely fulfilled. So how do you get in tune with your greater purpose so that you are living a life that's more fulfilling? I'm curious to know. <laughs> you're always curious to know. Tonight though, we have a special guest, Matt Spielman. Right? We've invited Matt here to talk about his story, his journey on self-realization. Matt's been a successful entrepreneur. He's worked inside of big companies, leading sales teams. So we're going to have a very interesting dialogue with him. Absolutely. You know, JG, it's amazing how we can be good, how we can be wildly successful in whatever it is that we're doing, but still not feel fulfilled. So Matt's story is definitely going to help us think a little bit differently about how we make sure that our internal gas tank is always full. And it's so important because we just function kind of like by, by rote. rote. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Jinx or what a punch back, piggyback. What do they say? Anyway, listeners, <laughs> stay tuned for a great show. This is Gut Wisdom only on WCBS News Radio 880. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. You know when something just feels right? When you're doing you, when no matter how exhausted you are, your inner fuel tank is full. And that's because everyone, each of us, have a why. Your why is the purpose, your cause, your belief. It's what inspires you and me every single day. And when we're living our why, everything else, every challenge that comes our way is just easier to deal with. Yeah. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John. Get ready. Get ready? Gasman. How you be, D? Hey, JG. Fun night tonight. Yes. Yeah, we have a special show. Yes, we do. And for our listeners, I just want to remind you, Gut Wisdom is talk radio with one goal and one goal only, to offer you wisdoms, and that's with a Z, from the journeys of others and ones that you could learn from and quickly implement into your own lives to make better. Exactly. And just to be clear, this is not a talk show about politics. It's not about sports. <laughs> and it's goodness. And it's definitely not about... Fake news. Finances or even fake news. Yep. It's about learning something new to help you in your life at home and at work. Tonight, our guest, Matt Spielman, has an interesting story to share with us about his seemingly very successful career, yet being extremely unfulfilled on the inside. And there's a lot of wisdoms for all of us 
to learn from Matt, and we're so excited to have Yay. him here. Yay. Thank, you. Thank you very much for that yeah. introduction. You're welcome, I'm, Matt. I'm equally as excited to be here. You're so mellow. We're yes. very excited. You must yes. your gas Zen-like. tank oh, must not, must be really full. I'm 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 ready. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> to Are you go. ready for JG's questions? Because you know I, we always like to have him start off first. Most most definitely. Oh my most God. definitely. Do you know how long I know Matt? How long? A long time. Twenty plus years, I'd say. Right. Oh wow. Maybe twenty five. Well, uh, it's when about, did... I, I'd say about 20 and it's a remarkable because I'm only 26. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, the two of you. Started I, could see this baby. I could see this, <laughs> how this friendship uh, has lasted exactly. so long. JG, you're so, up. What's yes, your question? I have a question. Stop interrupting me. Let me talk for once. <laughs> Go ahead. So when we were talking about having you on the show, you had mentioned that you wanted to share a very, I guess, a personal story about your journey, something that struck a chord about 20 some odd years ago, give or take. A song that uh-huh. struck a Billy, chord. You know, I think it was Billy Joel, one of our favorites from Huntington. Yes, we we, we love Billy Joel. And it, it actually followed another key inflection point where I was in a career post-college and I was at a, in finance and things were humming along, but there was something that was empty at that particular time that wasn't necessarily fueling me. And I made the decision to go to graduate school. And about a week into my time, I remember August of 1997, I was preparing for during orientation. We have to read some cases and uh, our our MBA program. And I happened to flip on the TV and I see Billy Joel playing at Madison Square Garden, his almost, you know, his other home. Mm. And he was playing the iconic song Piano Man. We Sing all know the words. The song, you're the, the piano, piano man. man. Well, we're oh, we're going to spare of yours, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to sing the song. <laughs> but what I noticed was there were, you know, 14, 15, 16,000 people singing in unison, and it was that sort of magical, I dare say, spiritual moment. Um, and all I kept thinking about was Billy Joel chose to make, uh, to, be, to become a musician. He right. chose to go down that very hard path. And here he is. He's written scores and wonderful songs like Piano Man. He has all of Madison, Madison Square Garden enraptured. And that's what he chose to do. And the one thought I had is, what's my version of Piano Man? Mm. So I went into class the next day, Aldrich 109 on campus. And I, I went to my, my buddy and I, I, lo- I was all excited. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't sleep. You're probably not. I'm like, I, I'm on this like exploration. I'm like, what's my piano man? And I went right up to, went right up to Greg and I said, Greg, what, what, what's your piano man? And he had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but it's essentially, Deirdre, you know, what it is that kind of fuels, inspires, excites me that uh, really makes me feel alive. And, and just out of curiosity. And this is kind of like Simon Sinek's, you know, find your why. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Finding your purpose, finding your why. So many of us know, you know, intrinsically that I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I could be more, do more, and yet they can be extremely successful and, and sure. or may not have the opportunity to maybe even explore what that might be. Yeah. So finding... You know what your piano man is, or yeah. woman for that matter. Right. You're right. right. We, we can't ask that to rewrite the song. <laughs> it's an extra syllable as well. Yes. <laughs> very true. Very true. So, so that struck a chord with you, and that was over 20 years ago. So that was literally that was August of 1997. And yes. so, how did the pursuit go? Yeah. So the the pursuit went 
extremely well, and it led to a number of internal beliefs and values which got me on the path of once I asked, I, I, I'm a fervent believer in the power of questions, and it's not so much looking for it, it, people looking for answers a lot. I think finding the right question can really reveal some Definitely. of the answers. And I often quote Albert Einstein and where he says, if I had one hour to solve a problem that would save the world, I would spend the first 55 minutes coming up with the right question mm. then spending the balance of the five minutes coming up with the solution. So you know, once I really drill down into, okay, what can I begin to do in order to exercise kind of who I am, really, and we all are unique people and yes. who I am. So it led to shedding a little bit of what I call the should versus could. And I think, uh -huh. I, I know I'm, I'm guilty of it for sure, and I know other people are as well. We're very much, what should we do here? And just, and, and just let's go through this mini exercise for a moment. If I ask you, hey, Jonathan, what should we do after we film this? Or what should we do this evening? It's very confining. Yeah. What if I ask you, what could we do here? Right. What Wide are open. the possibilities tonight? Mm -hmm. We're in New York City. What could we do? And then we all begin to bring it. kind of brings us together. So once I shed the should, yeah. I need to get these grades to go to this school to get this job and meet that person. And that's sort of, I should do that. I should do that. I should do this. It's very externally focused. And also it's external pressure. Well, exactly. It, you know, we put that on, on us, but so, so do our families and friends. And well, you, sh you shouldn't do that. Why did you do that? You should do this. Exactly. You should do this. You should pursue this. Right. You can't do that. I mean, and, and the could inherently comes from within. So once I kind of like that was that was really yeah. clear to me. And then it also led to this notion of our lives are this infinite jigsaw puzzle. And through experiences, various breakfasts, lunches, coffees, dinners, parties, good times, bad times, books we read, articles we devour – we gather pieces of that infinite jigsaw puzzle. Good jobs, mediocre jobs, whatever it might be. And the more pieces, more experiences we have, mm -hmm. the more clear that jigsaw puzzle becomes, and more importantly, the picture of what it is that are sort of what's guiding us comes into focus a little bit more. So, you know, that's a good point. Sorry, go I, ahead, JJ. I'm thinking, I th uh, my observation, a lot of people have junk drawers. Mm. You know, their heads are just junk. There's mm. squid on their face. There's mm. stuff going on. Yep. If you look at it from the perspective of it's not a junk drawer, it's actually a mosaic mm. of, ah. of, of, of possibilities, mm. pro, uh, things that experiences, life events, you come up with a different solution. The could versus the should. Yeah. All of a sudden when you said could, right. what could you do? Oh, oh my gosh. Right. I immediately felt very open and, you know, out of the box thinking, hey, we could do this. We could do that. Open. It opened right. rather than the should of being closed. Mm. And, and, and it hit as soon as you said that for me. So that's a good that's wisdom. That's a great wisdom. So let me ask you a question, Matt. You know, here you are in business school mm. and your first job out of there was... You don't have to say the company, just what, right. what it field. Right, it was a young technology company in the Silicon Valley area. And were you successful there? 
I would say I would say in the middle. I was there were there were points where people would say that there was success, and I would say that I'm not sure I chose that position for the right reasons. So inside, I not only was the decision making process, I believe, a little bit flawed at that time, mm-hmm. and I let the the should really dictate and not the it was this was in 99 right this the height of the Ooh, internet t- lunacy t- yeah and it was super exciting somebody saying hey we have a 10 person company we can raise all this money how would you like to run sales marketing and business development and it's on the west coast and it was, seemed like an unparalleled opportunity but it, it derailed me a, a little bit in terms of that that search a, a, so, a little bit so although i learned from it right so you learned from I it i learned a lot from it you were good at it the, the company was sold. It, it was so on, on paper. It was successful. Okay. There were many other things that I could have done, and ways I could have acted. Yeah. And so I, you know, if, if I were to do a, a post mortem on my time at that particular company and looked back, yeah. uh, which which I've done, there are a number of things I would have done differently, and I I may not have joined that company. Interesting. Okay. So now. Where'd you go after that? I'm just curious. I want to track where 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 you've hopped along. Well, I I came back to New York, moved in with my girlfriend, now wife of 18 years. Yeah, special shout out to Sharon. Yes, <laughs> and became uh, employee number three at another technology startup. And again, I, I it, this was this was a really well informed decision because. This was an opportunity to really build something from nothing. We didn't have a name of a company, and that really excited me. Okay, so your tank was sort of full inside? I would say a scale of one to 10. It was, at the time, uh, between a six and a half and a seven and a half. So call it that a seven if we average it. So still not a 10. Still not a 10. And were you making good money? Yes, I was able to provide, I was able to pay for that which I needed to pay for. And did you know what was missing? Did you I, put I did. your finger on so it at that I, point? I, I, I did. I did. I, I knew that the product or service that we were building right. was not ultimately delivering what it is that what my piano man, which is to really work in service of and have a positive impact on others. This Wait, product, say that again? Which is to work in service of others. Uh, work, work in service of others and have a positive impact on them, wow. their teams, and their organizations, and sometimes with my, my clients, their, their families as, as yeah. well. So all, all of that. This was a product slash service. It was sort of both that really focused on a technology solution. So I was passionate about the build, right? but I wasn't passionate as much as I would have liked to have been right? What? about yeah. what we were delivering. So hold that thought, Matt. Listeners, listen up. JG and I have a very cool assessment that enlightens people to understand what drives them, help you find your why. And if you're interested, we're not even capping this. There's no limit. All you need to do is email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And, of course, not while you're driving. So more wisdom's coming your way on Gut Wisdom. Stay tuned. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it. It today.
If you could be anything, if you could do anything, how would that make you feel? Imagine waking up every morning inspired, motivated, ready to go for your call to action. Here, Unfortun- here. Here, yes. here. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. We are all here. Present and accounted <laughs> for, Your Highness. I am JG John Gassman here on Gut Wisdom Radio That Resonates, and we are in studio with Deirdre Koppelman, the host of the show. Yeah. We have a special guest, Matt Spielman, and we are talking tonight about something really interesting, something that resonates, I think, for a lot of us, and that's our purpose. As Matt said, it's finding our piano man or piano woman. Yes. Right? Thank you. Yeah. So how many, I'm, I'm curious, listeners, not while you're driving, but text us, email us, let us know. Do you know what your purpose is? Are you living your purpose? Where are they emailing? DK, I was just about to say, okay. DK at gutwisdom.com. Yeah, JG. So, and listeners, listen, I, I feel grateful that I do wake up every day and my tank, my internal tank full. is full. And no matter how tired I might be at the end of the day, I get to do what I love to do, what resonates with me, what I have always believed my purpose was, although just like Matt and like many of us, it took a while to get there. It wasn't just, you know, I think I wanted to be an astronomer and then maybe, and then after I realized that was probably (laughs) not in the cards, I'm not sure if that was before or after not being able to become a Rockette, but okay, then I started (laughs) to get serious and you know what? I kind of had this theme, I would say, just like you, Matt, where... I don't know. I, 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 high school guidance counselor thoughts, uh, being a coach, being a, some kind of working in a nursing home. It was always for me, it became clear, probably in my 20s, I would say, there was some pull to helping others. I knew that was my purpose. Your but call ha- in but life. But how to get there. Yeah. But I can honestly say I was fortunate enough to take a risk which I did, and start a business that allows me to do that every single day. And I've been doing that every day. So I always feel like I'm in my purpose. And I just want listeners, if you're just first tuning in uh, and you're listening to us on Gut Wisdom, this is talk radio with one goal, and it's the goal to offer wisdoms to you from journeys of others because we really believe that we all have something that somebody else can learn from and really isn't that potentially what we're all here for just a thought you know we're not we're not talk radio you're not going to hear sports you won't hear politics you won't hear fake news and absolutely nothing financial it's all about looking at life's universal challenges how do we how do we feel better uh and think a little differently about maybe some challenges that a lot of us face so that's what gut wisdom is and just in case you're just tuning in and we are very happy uh, to have matt back with us yay matt so you're looking at me, Matt. You, know, you look so thoughtful. What, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking, as, as you were talking, that there were a couple of key inflection points for me along the way where it was truly uh, a eureka, or as I would describe it, I kind of feel like we all have these dimmer switches on ourselves, on our, on our persons, and again, through experiences and trying things that we like and things that we don't like and taking courses and reading books, et cetera. So that we get to learn a little bit more about ourselves and we turn that dimmer switch up just a little bit more. We kind of illuminate, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what it is. And that's some people talk about that as, as a eureka. And for me, a little bit later in my career when I started to manage people, mm-hmm. that was a big kind of tip off for me because then I started to manage larger teams and people started to walk into my office. And yes, as a 
senior level executive, a chief marketing officer, a chief revenue officer, or a head of strategy. I had, you know, we had to deliver numbers and we had to deliver yeah. presentations and all that kind of stuff. You had like 500 I, people, I think, working for you. No, I mean, not, huh? not, not quite that many. Uh, there was, I 428. Think I, 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 <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I found that, yes, we had to write a marketing plan. We had to write our budget and, and hit our budget and report to board, et cetera. All of that, very important. I found when people came into my office, everything dropped. And I was not only listening, but I really was hearing everything that they were saying. And caring. And I was, you talk about the one out of 10 and where was my tank when I, and caring. It was a 10 in those instances. And I would frequently look to give them opportunity, give uh, folks on my team and their subordinates opportunities that were really stretch opportunities. Like, I know I'm supposed to meet with the CEO later today. Jane, how about you do it? And like the whole her oh. face would light up. <laughs> and I knew that I knew that she would be great. Right. And kind of that empowerment and that belief in her. So that was sort of the first, the illumination or the eureka. And that replicated itself dozens of times. And then I also found that when I was, many times when I was at home working on something and people would call and say, Matt, I have a career question or I have a life question. Seemingly everything dropped, whatever I was doing, assuming it wasn't you know, with, with Sharon or, or, or with the kids. Obviously that, that takes priority. Right. But it's amazing how everything related to whether it was a project I was working on or a number numbers thing. And I really wanted to be there and focus on them. And I wasn't trying to be. It was just sort of came naturally. Yeah. And that would be a mentor, advisor, a, a, a guidance, a coach. Well, well, so yeah, as I discovered more that coaching and executive coaching is actually a different approach than taking in information and then kind of rendering a decision. Executive coaching is a little bit more of taking in information, asking follow-up questions, empowering the other individual to yeah. make a more informed decision, an intentional decision for him or herself at a critical inflection point in his or her life. Mm -hmm. So slightly different. And that I went to school, you know, kind of later on, if we sort of come almost full circle. Right. So I have a question. Shoot, yeah. Uh, By the way, I'm going to share something about Matt that a lot of people don't know. Weren't you almost like a professional baseball player at some point in time? So now, if the listeners, I am I'm blushing. So baseball was a, a very big part of my life. Huge. From, from 13 on, it was yes, I played other sports, and but baseball was a big part of my life, and I was fortunate to play, and I, I fortunate to play in college and had a very meaningful career. Yes. And, and actually, I chose that word sort of carefully, and I I. I, I I learned a lot about myself actually from when I failed. So I, I came in as a fairly big recruit to the, the program and uh, had a pretty good freshman year and then I was named kind of starting player my sophomore year, uh, starting shortstop mm. at the division one level. And I proceeded to blow it. Deirdre, I stunk up the place. I was terrible. <laughs> I was afraid it was, I should be this, I should be this, I should be this, as opposed to what could I make out of this opportunity? So knowing that. And I, the fear of failure. Okay, the fear. Okay, so hold that thought a second. And here was my question before. Knowing, just even hearing that story, what would you tell your younger self now? Wow. That it, it, it's a paradoxical statement in the sense of it's not so important, Matt. Don't put so much pressure on yourself it's okay to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. And the more likely we are to try to do it perfectly and make every single play at, at the best of our ability, we are more likely to make a mistake. 
And it wasn't until I kind of fought, and I trolled the surgery that summer after my sophomore year, came back, and I, I'll never forget this. I talked to my coach, and I said, Coach, you know, I, I trolled, I've, I've been working really hard. I trolled the surgery. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to win the starting shortstop job my junior year. And he said, great, we'll see it on the field. And actually, I take that with me. So action action speaks quite loud. Words can be vapid at times. So ultimately did, earn back the starting position. And dear, you know, par- again, th- this notion of I took the field and I played as if I was 11 or 12 years old without a care in the world. If I made a mistake, I made a mistake. Right. My intention was not to make a mistake. And again, that, that notion of paradise, you wouldn't think almost the less I tried and the more I rely and believed in the abilities, believed in my gut, mm-hmm. the mm. wisdom in my gut, the more I just let it happen, the more it flowed, and we proceeded, our team, most importantly, proceeded to have really terrific, you know, my junior and senior year, and we turned, turned around our program, and I left feeling great uh, about what it is that we accomplished, and that turnaround for me personally, and then I entered, I, I did have an opportunity to pursue and play at the next level. I chose not to. I, I had had. I was you comfortable. Could have. I, I was comfortable hanging up the spikes yeah. and then diving into because that that's what I should do. Uh huh. So JG, yes, the should or could. Mm. Yeah. You should do this, or we could do that. You family business. You've yes. been in a family <laughs> business. Your grandfather, Allie. Allie. Allie Gassman. Alexander the Great. Right. Started started the firm. Papa Mel Gassman was, you know, who's probably listening now laughing, right? He just recently retired. Dad, can you hear us? And he's what, 93 or something? 91. 91. And here you are. I won't mention your age. Did you? 45. So so here you are, third generation in a family business. What's next? What's going to light me up? Well, hold Well, you didn't let me ask you the question. I didn't want you to ask the question because I know what you're going to ask. Did you have, do you feel like you had a choice? Number yes. one. Okay. Number two. Do you feel that what you do and what you've done over the last almost 30 years, is it? Do you come in motivated and inspired mm. and Depends your tank on the day. is full? Depends on the day. What? But let's get to the root. So what I've, is it about the day yes. that creates the motivation and the inspiration for you? So I think similar to Matt, uh, and I've done an exercise. It was fascinating. I did this exercise. I kept a list every 30 minutes. What do I do? Hold on. So listeners, let's get, we want you to be able to do this exercise as well. Go. Go ahead, JJ. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. No. So I took a yellow pad and I wrote down, what do I do? From 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9.30, I did this all day long. What am I doing? And that's all I did. I just kept track of everything I did. And at the end of the day, I sort of scaled, you know, on a scale of one to five, mm-hmm. how did it make me feel? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I looked at half the things, half the activities, I'll call them. I was like, oh my God, they're all drainers. Ugh. They don't inspire me. They don't motivate me. I don't get energy. They're, they're energy sappers. So there you go. So that's something that everybody can do to yes. really, if you really want to look at, if you're not totally clear and or you can't get past the, these are things I have to do or should do or get to do or can do. If you really want to segment out where, where, what lights you up, as Matt was saying earlier, yeah. what illuminates your you, your why? 
great idea. Keep right for how long do you do that for a week? I, oh, or? I I I just did it for a day, and immediately it sort of it gets you back to focusing on. Oh yeah, why am I doing those things? Mm-hmm. Defer it, delegate it, destroy it. You know. So I would say, and, listeners, and, and, and similar to Matt, you know, I I am clearly a people person. I know. Somebody comes in, turn off the computer, sit back. Okay, what's up? How can I help? In the service of. That's what I'm all about. I know. You know change my LinkedIn profile, helping coaching others. <laughs> However it manifests, it manifests. Right. Well, you're, you're, for me you're to, famous for how can I help. So listeners, sure. I would say do it for longer than a day. I really like the exercise, JG. I would say do it for a week. Right? Would you say that, Matt? So th- th- it mirrors something that I did about four or five years ago where I did it for two weeks and I was, uh-huh. I partnered with an executive coach who recognized, I think similar, John, I don't know, we, we may have been brothers in a different, in a different life. <laughs> You're because, a brother from another mother. Exactly. You know, my, my executive coach at that time in 2010, 11, he said to me, Matt, there are a number of things that you have involved yourself with just because you can do some of those doesn't mean you should for the next exactly. two weeks. And, and. This may sound simple, but sometimes the simplest things can be the most powerful. Absolutely. He said, take a sheet of paper, eight and a half by, you know, eight and a half by 11, sure. cut it in half, like half. On the left-hand side, those things that you're doing that give you energy, and on the right-hand side, those things that are take energy away. Very mm-hmm. simple. And he said, you know, use the analogy of a sailboat. You know, those that are going to kind of puff air into the sailboat, those are going to, where you're going to just be stagnant. They did that it. for a couple of weeks, and that, that really helped sort of hone in on that which... I was much more excited about. That was a great exercise. So there you go, listeners. Now we're gonna we're upping it. You want to do this? You want to participate? Two weeks. What uh, what brings you energy? I think that's really the question. And what what takes, do you like? And what do you and, dislike? And what or? takes away the energy of what you're doing every single day for two weeks? And we, JG and I, our little gut wisdom gift time have a very cool assessment that will help you also understand what drives you. And we have no limit on this. We love to give things away. Everybody knows that there's no limit. So all you need to do is email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And if you'd like us to send one, and by the way, you can get a free consultation uh, with me to interpret your results. Ooh that- la la. <laughs> uh, a little time with Deirdre on the phone. <laughs> Only on Gut Wisdom, uh, radio that resonates uh, on WCBS News Radio 880. JG, did you not take that <laughs> assessment? Was that a yes I or failed. No? You failed. No, you didn't. There's no failing, listeners. There's no failing. Okay, more wisdom's coming your way on Gut Wisdom. Stay tuned. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. It's one of life's greatest joys to wake up in the morning, every morning, with a clear sense of why that day matters, Mm. why every day matters. This is what it means to find your why, to know you are where you are supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing in your life. And it sounds, eh, yeah, I wish I could have that, but it's possible. You could. uh, You can. You could and you should. Yes, JJ. You should. Everybody should have their why, their reason, their purpose, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of time to figure it out. 
And if you're listening to Gut Wisdom for the first time, folks, this is not your typical radio talk show about sports or finances. We don't talk about fake news or politics. We have one goal and one goal only, and that is to share wisdoms with a Z. Wisdoms for our listeners from other people, because that's how people learn, is from others. And we truly believe in our heart of hearts, everybody has something to give over. Would you agree, Dee? Absolutely. And I think we're all on the learning team. Yes. So I'm John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. We're here in studio at Gut Wisdom on WCBS. Yes. And we have Deirdre Koppelman, our host, in studio with Matt Spielman. Yay, Matt. Matt has has led quite the life from uh, being an athlete playing baseball to... Working inside of organizations, being the chief revenue officer, the chief marketing officer, running teams, and to finally not only living a life of success, I would say, but now finding his life of significance, changing over from success to significance, figuring out his why. And, And it's a work in progress, John. We all are a work in progress. And it's, you know, where, where I am now. Uh, which is kind of version 2.0 of that which I set out on a couple of years ago when I went back to school and learned the approach and uh, how to do uh, executive coaching, um, among other things, and then launched launched a company yep. and to work in service of and have a positive impact on others and their teams. You now, that was version 1.0. I think I'm on version 2.0, and I, I think there'll be 11.0 and 12.0 and, sure. and beyond. Sounds like the iPhone. Yeah. What are we on? Seven yeah. point oh. Yeah. I don't but even... I, you know, one 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 thing that really jumps to mind is when I was I, I knew that I wanted to make this transition, and it was there were a number of people who said, "Well, Matt, you know, you're an executive, you're doing this. I mean, that that's really risky to like to do this and go back to school, and then kind of launch a company and be in professional services and kind of work with individuals, even if you haven't done that." <laughs> and I said, "Well, the real risk is that I don't do it." Yes. Because there's going to be a point in time, X number of years, whatever X is for, for me and Y for somebody else, but the risk is that I, I didn't try it. And there are also ways to mitigate the risk and also smooth out the journey, sure. which is one can keep his or her job. And, and the realities are, listeners, we all have bills to pay. You know, There's a context. There's a world that we live in. It's not just like quit your job and go do go be a surf instructor. That that's that's not what we're saying, and that's not uh, what anybody is saying. I think I look at somebody's career as the portfolio of all of their involvements, all mm. of their activities, activities, mm-hmm. whether they get paid for it, whether there's yeah. remuneration, or whether they whether they don't. There is they may have their job from seven thirty or eight to whatever it might be. They can volunteer for the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. They can get involved in Guiding Eyes for the Blind and Kiss and Hug Puppies and Socialize Puppies. They can, you you name it, they can do it. And maybe once or twice a month or a quarter, maybe they try on the clothes of something that they may like to do to gather those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that yeah. we were talking about earlier, almost like a mini internship. And over the course of a year or six months, maybe they have three or four of those days. And that helps inform, well, if I were to make a transition, mm. how might I be able to do that? They still have their day job. They're still doing their thing. Absolutely. It's being more intentional with the time that we have, that pie chart of our waking hours yeah. and how do we allocate that time. And that is our career. Mm. Matt? Yes, JG, you thinking? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking it's time for a career change for JG. <laughs> 
I'm going to become a rabbi again. <laughs> not really. Not uh, me. Not for me. I'm just joking. Would you change anything? I, I change every day. I'm kind of like a butterfly, you know. I change with the wind. It's always a metamorphosis going on. I would not change a single thing about what I do every day. I'm searching. I'm still searching. I'm looking. I want to experience. I want to try. I want to better myself. I want to improve what I do for in the service of others. Mm. So I'm always, I'm a seeker, lifetime learner. I you know, know what? I think I'm most in. of us, I think most of us. In this room are definitely. And, and, and even, you know, I would say our listeners, and you can let me know if you agree, I think that there comes a point, maybe it's in our 40s, maybe it's in our 50s, and I don't want to say it's a midlife crisis. We're not talking no about- No MLCs. No MLCs, right? I think that there comes a point where we realize, because we're mature, because we've had experiences, because- We've had challenges because certain things that used to be important are just not as important, uh, you know, where we're at in, at, at, at a certain yeah. age. And you start thinking about your own mortality and you start saying, what kind of a difference am I making in this world? What's my legacy? What's my footprint? What will they say? You know, there's there's two things, you know, the day you die or, you know, the day, the day you're born, the day you're dying, there's that dash in the middle. You know, how did you live? How'd you fill it up? How'd you fill that dash? What what was that dash about? And you start thinking about these things the older that you get. And there are ways, just like you were saying, Matt, to actually, you may not be able to change your career, but you can do other things. Yes, JG. So this is, for the, this is for the two of you. I'm throwing this question out. And I have seen this being a finance guy, working with a lot of senior executives at companies or, for that matter, entrepreneurs that have made it. You know, th- some of them crashed and burned a couple of times before they make it, but a lot of these people have made it. And I, exactly to your point, D, 50-something years old, you know, I'm the chief financial officer, I'm the chief revenue officer, I've made a lot of money, I've lived a life of, you know, success, I got shekels in the bank, as I like to say, and then they're kind of like, okay, career change. I've done this for 20-something years. It's not meaningful anymore. The tank is not full. I'm, you know, the dimmers are on and they come to me and I referred somebody to you recently who is along this line of like, okay, what's next Mm -hmm. for me? So the question for the two of you is how do you know when you're in that gap? You know, when it's that time to pull the plug and and you can't see it yourself. Is there something you can share like with a spouse or a coworker or for people even themselves to figure out that, hey, I'm not I'm not really I I, I'm not doing what I was really meant to do. I'm kind of like washed up in this business or I'm tired. No, I want Matt. Matt, you go first. So sometimes our best reflection is echoed in the people around us and could be friends, could be sons, daughters, spouse, parents. And depending upon our relationships with those various folks, they may say, Hey, you know what? And they may not phrase it like this, but you're not at your best. I've known you when you've been in a different way. You've been lashing out. You've been acting in a different way. You're a little bit shorter, you know, with your temper a little bit more. Mm. You're a little bit more withdrawn. So it's one of those areas where, you know, hey, 
at asking somebody and saying, you know, how am I showing up to like, how, how, how am I, I appearing to you? Yeah. How am I showing up to the world? And if, you know, we all have hopefully, you know, a, a handful of people we can rely on to get candid feedback. Sure. And, and please be, you know, please be honest with me. How am I showing up right now? Yeah. And they may say, you know, I, I kind of noticed the change. So sometimes if we don't notice it ourselves, I posit that those around us who care about us notice it definitely. So this is fascinating, right? And I agree with you. Great wisdoms. Great wisdoms. And we have two totally different answers, which I love. So you're asking, ask the question again, how did you know or how, how? Either how do we know ourselves when, you know, the jig is up. Okay. It's. Good. Stop right there. Okay. I want I'm, you to. I'm, I want I'm everybody. <laughs> I want everybody to visualize a volcano. A volcano. Yes. And and this time I want you to take the volcano and I want you to picture it inside you, wherever your gut is. Okay. okay. Because this is how it worked for me. I'm having a woo saw moment. Whenever everyone. whenever I make a radical change. In life, business, does not matter. It's typically because my inner volcano has probably absorbed a lot of the mm, activities that were not fulfilling, not being motivated, not being inspired, feeling, seeing, knowing that I'm off. My tank is not full. What is? It's all internal for me. And then at some point, all I can say is that volcano erupts. Mm. And when it does, and it's not painful, it's actually liberating. And that's how you know, hmm, it's time to make that change. So totally different. I mean, anybody listening, you may think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, for me, that's how it happens. And potentially the way to tie those two together is when there's that eruption and even that building, it's going to be evident most likely to people around us. I, there you go. Yeah. Close that loop, Mr. Matt. It's almost like doing having a 360 done on you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In fact, it is. So, listeners, we have a gift. Don't we always have a gift, JG? Yes. Besides gifts of wisdom. Are you giving away a book tonight? <laughs> no, I want to give away the assessment that... Uh, that we have, that we use. There's no limit. It's not the first five of you that email me. We really want you to have this experience. We use an assessment, happy to give it to you and interpret the results for you uh, to help you get a better sense of self-awareness and and be more in touch with perhaps the inner volcano um, for things that you, you, you look to be inspired and motivated because when we're inspired and motivated, we do that for others as well. And I think that's important. So if you're interested, you can email me for that assessment at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And of course, not while you're driving. So we have one for everybody. Go ahead. Matt, how do people find you? People can find, it's funny, I have more email addresses than there are players on a baseball field. Uh, Probably the the best way is matt at integritysq.com, integritysq.com, matt at, two T's. Got there it. you go. Go ahead. We want to give you a big thank you, Matt. Thank you for being huge here. Huge thank you. And huge gratitude to our listeners for your gut wisdom loyalty. Gigi, what's a wisdom you want to leave uh, listeners with tonight? What'd you learn? I'm inspired. The could and should definitely, for me, was euphoric. Repeat it. 
So we know you were really listening and you got it. The, the, now I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> the, could, there are things I should be doing, but then there are things that I could be doing and could expands my mind and opens me up to not the limiting belief of should. So get rid of the should. Yeah. And and start with the could. Ooh. Is that right, Matt? I, I think that's right. And it also draws in other people as well. Love it. Ha, ha, what do you got, ha. D? What's your wisdom? What'd you learn? I learned that I need to continue doing what I'm doing because it gives me energy. It gives me inspiration. And, uh, and I hope I get to inspire other people by that. And you know what, listeners? That's what motivates us. Write to us. Email Deirdre at dkgutwisdom.com. Share your stories, your thoughts, anything you want, because that's what juices us. You're funny, JG. How come everybody has to email me? Because I'm, not, I'm not an email guy. Okay, again, my email, dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. Big hugs to our partners at WCBS Radio. And until next time, you make it sure that this week your tank is full. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.